Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960th COG SEL. And with me today I have... Sergeant Estes. And you are? I am the 960th Cyberspace Wing First Sergeant. Awesome. As well as the 854 COS First Sergeant. And we also have... Master Sergeant Billman. I am the First Sergeant for the 50th Network Warfare Squadron. Well, Shirts, it's great to see you today. Yeah. Um, you know, we get to interact uh, quite often, so it's good that we were able to come together and, and kind of talk uh, with uh, some of the other gladiators. Well, one of the things that I'd love to talk to you guys about today is uh, mentorship, right? There's this belief or this myth that it's, uh, you know, only really like first sergeants that have that capability or chiefs. And I was hoping that you could help share some of your knowledge and experience of what it takes to be a mentor, um, some of those attributes and, you know, how to be effective as a mentor. So if someone, if I was a senior man coming to you, Sarnestis, saying, what does it take to be a mentor? What would you tell me? Um, in order to be a mentor... It's not, it actually goes uh, two different ways. Unlike being a manager and a supervisor, um, an individual can choose who they want their mentor to be, or an individual can go and say, I want to mentor you. And so uh, I think some of the key attributes for me would be um, definitely availability and being able to follow up, being able to articulate, you know, what those milestones look like as far as what the individual is trying to reach. Um, understanding what their goals are and helping them reach those goals and uh, giving them some examples to follow, um, kind of mapping out things, writing it down and going back and following up. So. Okay. So, gentlemen, what would you tell me? Uh, yes. So I, I, uh, I agree with, uh, with my fellow first sergeant here. And uh, I would like to add that, um, I think a lot of times we, uh, we do get in this box, right? Or what mentorship is, is like, um, Mentorship can be in, in anything, right? Whether it's uh, individuals' finances, their career progression, it could be uh, family dynamics, anything. And so, I um, I try to interact with my members as much as I can. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe personality conflict, and they're not going to take my mentorship, but I still try to offer that to them. I think in the reserve, one of the one of the things that I definitely focus on is. Uh, do you know how the reserve works? Because I think uh, we, we deal with civilians who come to uh, Drill Weekend for two days and we expect them to know AFIs. We expect them to know how everything works in the reserve and they're very disconnected. And so I try to focus more on that as a first sergeant because that affects a lot of their, whether it's their finances, their morale, and uh, how they navigate their career as a reserve member. So uh, I try to put, you know, again, you know, I, I offer that mentorship and uh, and I take mentorship too. We have a lot of individuals coming into the military now that are incredibly savvy uh, with, you know, whether it's um, the digital world, right? Um, my, my, my era, we're not as digitally driven. And so I try to learn as much as I can from them. So I think uh, mentorship is definitely a two-way street. So I try to, I try to look around and see, you know, those members that are engaged and that, that are uh, enthusiastic about learning and they want to be able to teach me something as well. Right. And then also there's no, 
mandatory rank or grade or anything that kind of plays into into, into effect. I mean, I can say that uh, Vielman, you've you've mentored me before uh, on a number of subjects, as well as you, uh, Sarnessis. You know, both of you guys have stood up and said, "Hey, Chief, I'm talk let's talk about this," and and or I reach out to you guys uh, for your input um, and expertise so that I can learn a little bit more, right? I'm pushing my emotional intelligence or pushing uh, some of my skill sets as well. So I really do appreciate that. Um, so I was wondering, Sarnestis, if you could uh, share a moment that um, may highlight some of those attributes that we're looking at is that interaction as a mentor. So if I want to be a mentor uh, to somebody, how, how do I go about opening that conversation? Or as a mentee, how do I open that conversation? So from experience, um, from what I've seen other people do with me and then also what I do is I try to find a common ground. I try to find a, a common topic uh, to start it off with to kind of break the ice and um, definitely effective listening. But I just go and approach people, right, and just see what they're doing, what, what they have going on. Um, if I'm ever approached by somebody um, for mentorship, you know, just listening and making sure that I'm restating or understanding what it is that they're trying to do. Um, we do have some tools that we use, um, you know, on the portal. I know my vector is a big one um, that right. we're, we're trying to get into. Uh, we're encouraging everybody to go out and build their profiles and, and set all that up uh, to make sure that um, they can use those tools to, to effectively mentor with that piece of it. But um Making time for individuals, you know, looking at your your calendar and being available. I mean, I know, Chief, you have a lot of people coming to your door all the time and you I've never seen you turn anybody away. And so I think that's important. I think that's important, though, to, to be available, um, you know, making time to have those meaningful conversations. with them. No, I, I agree. Right. So one of the uh, best investment we can make and one of the most meaningful uh, investments we can make is time, right? Um, and time is important to individuals, right? When we talk about our leadership team and some of the key aspects that they hit on, time is one of them, right? Um, but also just being able to take the time to uh, interact. One thing that you said I, I wanted to highlight and kind of pick at is um, those active listening skills and the piece about, you know, what does active listening look like? Uh, and one of the things that you highlighted is, you know, kind of taking what this person said and then giving it back to them uh, a little bit differently to keep that conversation, that feedback loop there, right? So now an individual feels that they've been heard because I'm hearing some of the same things. It's not necessarily affirmation of what they're saying, especially if we're trying to get through a problem, but necessarily just uh, reaffirming that feedback loop is there so that someone understands that, yes, you are listening to me. And then they, that opens up the communication a little bit more and then helps, uh, you know, build that connection. Um, Sergeant Dillman, do you have any other advice? I don't let them talk, Chief. I just I just give them my opinion. <laughs> I know you're just joking, but anyways. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. I think, um, yeah, uh, my vector, like she was saying, it's a great tool. You know, we, we try to do our briefings at, at my unit. Uh, that's one of the things that I harped on when I when when I came to the unit was there's a lack of knowledge across the board, right? So a lot of times we expect supervisors to do their job and uh, they look at senior NCOs like, okay, you know everything because you're a senior NCO and we're all kind of in the same boat of we're just, you know, stumbling in the dark when it comes to the reserve, right? Like, where do I go for this? And I hear people asking each other all the time, so where do I find this and where do I find this? And 
So, you know, we try to do briefings at the unit. So we did a briefing on my vector. Uh, and I'm always excited about those briefings. You know, I'm probably the only nerd in the room who finds excitement in that. So when we did the lecture, a room full of nerds, you're the only nerd, really. <laughs> they're nerds well, in a isolate. different way. They're yeah. in a different. They're nerds in a different way. So, um, so we had, yeah. And so, you know, I was like, look at all the cool things you can do in my vector. You know, and it, my my hope is always that like you utilize that because it's only going to help you, right? Well, to find a mentor within your career field that you've never seen, and they can advise you on career path pathway. So please go out there and. Please use that vector, my vector. It's a really, really awesome tool. Wait, no, uh, I'll, I'll pick it, uh, my vector for a moment. All right, I have a number of individuals uh, that, that have, you know, I guess, connected from a mentor, mentee uh, perspective on my vector. Um, and the challenge there, too, is much like time, right? You got to make sure you make the effort. So anytime someone uh, uh, asks for me to be their mentor, I say, yes, congrats. And then the, if you look at my vector, there's a number of things we can do. We can set up a plan. We can set goals. And so one of the first things I do is, okay, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, what specific goals are you hoping for? Uh, and then I set goals and I set challenges for people on, on my vector. And when they complete that, they're supposed to get back to me and then we can move to the next piece. Right. So part of that is building your own network for a mentor, uh, being a mentor. Right. Find other mentees and find other mentors and then kind of build that up, because um, I think there's a couple different types of mentorship out there. Right. There's that career progression mentorship. That's the the uh, the job performance, the expertise piece. And then there's just. Uh, mentorship in life and interaction, right? The, there's two different specific pieces there. My vector is really good uh, tool for, you know, where am I going to take my career? What are some of the things I need to do? What are some of the things I need to look at? But it's that one-on-one time piece that, that, that helps develop the relationship mentorship so that we can get into, you know, more serious topics and have serious conversations. That mentorship has led me to have, you know, some serious deep conversations with both of you uh, about, a wide gambit of subjects, you know, Sarnestis, uh, we've talked about, you know, mental health. We've talked about, uh, you know, emotional intelligence, same thing. Sarn we've talked about emotional intelligence and then uh, relationship building um, from a leadership perspective. So I think that's, you know, also some key indicators too. As a mentee, what am I looking for and which route do I want to take to get there? And then also understanding how we learn. Am I an active listener? Am I uh, visual? Do I need to see it, you know, on paper and so forth? And then the other piece, uh, and hopefully you guys can help expand on this, is the interaction piece. So as a mentee, if I come to you and say, hey, I need this, and I, you provide something, and then I don't do anything, mm -hmm. how do we get to the next step? So um, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that as you all were talking, you know, holding people accountable. Um, following back up, trusting and verifying, right? So, you know, in order to, I guess, keep that piece of it successful, maybe setting some dates uh, in the future, say, hey, you know, on every Tuesday, you know, we're going to uh, reconnect and see where you're at or, um, you know, setting a calendar and saying, okay, I'm going to reach out to Airman so-and-so on this day and email them or call them or text them and see how they're doing and right. see where they're at. So just, you know, kind of going back and, and giving them deliverables and get them into a habit of, um you know, not only writing those goals down and setting them, but also following up and, you know, kind of marking off. I'm old school, so I have notebooks and I have boxes and I have to check the box and then I have to line through that line just to make sure. Very that organized. I, yeah. Just to make sure that I, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. Um, so I would say, you know, just following up with that member and making sure that you have time allotted every, you know, week or month or however uh, much you're going to meet. 
and making sure that you're you're actually following through, but understand or making sure that they understand that you both know, hey, we're going to meet this time, this day, you know, every month. Um, so when you walk away from that individual, both people understand what's going to happen next. Right. Because time is investment, right? Right. Um, any other add-ons you have, Human? Um, so I, I tend to disagree a little bit. I think... Um, so no, and I and I, I get I get about the follow up and everything, right? But uh, I think you know, realistically speaking, when we come in for your weekends, God, our time is pressed. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, we're we're like it's a marathon. We, it's a we are, we are. And so whenever if somebody says, "Hey, you know, these are my goals," I, I give them the tools that I think will help them, and mm-hmm. like you know, come follow up with me if if you need more assistance. Um, I think that if you really want to do something and you have a goal, you're gonna do it. And so I don't need to be on top of you. Like, did you, did you do it? And you follow up with them. That's just how I see it. Right. Because if okay. I tell you, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to say, my, you know, you need, you need a pathway. Here's the pathway. Now, if you get stuck, you let me know, but I'm not going to follow up with you because I trust that you, this is your desire. This is your goal. Right. So if you want to do it, you're going to fight through hell and water to get to it. And so let me know what I need to do to facilitate that, but I'm not going to keep checking up on you. Because I trust that you're that's something that you want to seek and you're going to you're going to follow it. And there's nothing wrong with following up. I think that's great because for right. some people that works for me. If you if I tell you, chief, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? And you tell me, blah, blah, blah. If you come back next week, like, hey, where we at? I'm going to be like, chief, please. I'm not a five year old. Can you? But that's me because that's my personality. And so I think I approach it that way with some people. You know what I mean? Like if you right. tell me you want to get your PME done, you want to do it in six months. All right. Well, here's the pathway. Here's the schedule. How you should work it out in six months. I don't want to make you feel like crap by coming back and did you do it? And you're like, I didn't because you are going to feel like crap. And so it's like, you already know that's, that's your own, you know what I mean? That's your own desire. That's your career progression. And that's what you're trying to fight for. Do it or don't do it. You want to make time for the gym? You know what you have to do, do it or don't do it. I, I can help you give you my tips, but that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to keep calling and checking up and did you do it? Did you do it? So that works for me. So uh, again, you know, uh, obviously every, every mentor is different. So I will give you what you need and then I'm going to step away and let you let you go go and fight for that. No, I, I don't think that <clears throat> either direction is wrong uh, necessarily. It's, it's different approaches. It's like many things in life. Um, the way I, I, I sell it, and it's probably a mix between the two here, is if you're willing to invest in you, I'm willing to invest in you, right? So if you're not doing any of that self-investment, if you're not making the time, if you're not making the effort, I'm going to do some follow-up, right? It's going to be a short-term gig that I'm going to, hey, where are you at on the goal? Are you getting there? It's holding you back. Okay. And then if it's just a lip service conversation, are you really investing yourself? So that comes the get check moment, right? As a mentor, right? If uh, you've asked me to be your mentor, if you've asked me to be um, that leadership uh, leader leadership uh, in this, uh, this goal, then I'm going to follow up a little bit and make sure that you're investing in yourself. But if you don't make that investment in yourself, um, there's a, there's a time that I'm going to have to cut bait and then I'm going to have that, have that moment of good check. Like, Hey, look, you told me flat out, this is what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've, I've asked you a few times, but I'm not seeing the action. So is it really a goal or did you think that I just wanted to want to hear? Right. Um, the reality is here is I don't give a rat's patootie about what that particular goal is. It's not about me. It's about you. Right. And, uh, I need you to have that gut check of this is, is this really what you want? Because if it's not, no hard feelings, right? But I'm not going to press you and I'm not going to invest in this, this goal. 
it's a new goal. And let's be honest about what that goal is, right? So why did you want to do the PME and you're using your example? Is it because you want to get promoted or do you want to accomplish this, right? You got to understand why you want to get this done. Well, I just need to check that box. So it's really not that valuable to you other than you feel like you have to say this to me. So you're just leveraging me to be that force when it needs to be in the internal pieces, which what you're getting at, Bielman, that uh, they need to have that internal desire to accomplish that goal. And then we as mentors are there to stoke that fire to get them past that point, not necessarily to grab them by the collar and drag them across the finish line. I think that's what you're trying to hit us as this is to keep that fire stoked and have that follow up to make sure, hey, are we getting there and making sure that is that goal that they want. Right. Um, and then from a mental perspective, I can tell you it's frustrating. What about you? Well, uh, just really quick, <clears throat> Chief, to sum up what both of you said, and I guess some of what I said also is um, I heard this quote before, tough love still ends in love. And so um, you're more of the tough love piece. And I am, too. But his question was, if you have somebody that's not really meeting those goals, how do you you know, bring them back in. And so um, it, that is a mentoring session in itself where you're, you're sitting down and you're trying to understand, OK, why did you have these goals in the first place? What is your real intention and where do we go from here? Because that might be the end of that mentorship session. But that's my, that that might be what that individual needs to kind of push them in the right place, because you don't really know what they're dealing with. Again, like you said, civilian life, reserve life, parents. Right. It could be a, a number of things that um put you in a position to even more mentor to that person, depending on what they have going on. And so um, I did forget the question that you asked me because I was thinking about, you know, I guess summing up everything that we that we were talking about. Um, but tough, what do you find tough about if you're mentoring somebody and they're not progressing? Yeah. Well, just getting to the bottom of, you know, why are you not progressing? Like, you know, what do, what do you have going on? How can I help you? Um, I guess, figure out what it is that you need to do next. Because what I don't want to do when I mentor somebody is tell them how to do things. I want them to come to that conclusion of what it is they need to do to get past that finish line. And that's what I learned being mentored by another first sergeant who was actually a counselor. So um, she helped me figure out what my issue was and how I was going to get past that finish line. She didn't give it to me. She helped me um, push me to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a gift, right? When you when somebody can do that and help yes. you, I don't have that gift, and I'm very I'm very honest about that. I don't, and so I use what I have, and what I have is tough love. And I know that I've seen people that come out of nothing and build themselves up very strongly. And so, therefore, when I look at people, I'm like, it's it's in you. You're just not tapping into it for whatever reason. So whatever it is that you need, we need to figure that out. So let's let's work through it, but. I don't have that fortitude or that patience or that gift that some people mm-hmm. have. So again, my tough love works great on some people and it doesn't in some people and it does not in some and others. Right. And so, and I'm okay with that. When people are like, I cannot talk to her. She's I'm okay with that. You have other people though. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only being around here. You know, you have other people who are much better at this, who right. have a gift and who have the patience and who don't use tough love as their, as their, you know, as their tool now, I do have patience and I do believe, you know, that some people need help. I know because somebody helped me along the way. People are still helping me today. So I don't do things on my own. Uh, again, I think whenever that frustration happens, Chief, like if I see that I'm like, OK, this is what you need and you're stagnant. I, the way I look at it is I'm not helping you. You need to go find somebody else that can because my tool is not working for you. Right. I'm not turning that wrench. I'm turning, I'm turning that wrench, but we're not getting anywhere. So you need to go maybe talk to Master Sergeant Estes or somebody else that has a different skill set than I do. 
And if she doesn't do it for you or somebody else, then it's you. Like, you need to figure out what's going on with you. You know what I mean? Like, stop lingering on to whatever it is because a lot of times that's what happens. People get stagnant in their own in their own um, situation and they don't progress. So, so that's that's how I deal with the frustration, you know? Just let, let's get you with somebody else that may be able to help you better. Gotcha. So, no, I think that uh, you, you hit on a good point. I'm going to throw a, uh, one last theory out here before we close out. <clears throat> I think mentorship is much like, um, have you heard of love languages, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has their different style, right? And everybody has their way of, of connecting that. I think mentorship is very similar to that. Um, like you said, you've identified from a, uh, a much more uh, tough perspective. Um, and then there's other types of, of that language for mentorship as well and find that balance. And so as a mentee, you know, finding which one you respond to to get to your goals is important too. And that's the beauty of my vector. That's the beauty of uh, mentorship. It's it's not a uh, transactional relationship necessarily. And it's not uh, identified on paper that I can only use X, Y, and Z or these three options or whatever it is. I can find a mentor anywhere across the board um, to get um, that uh, inspiration, that nudge, or that clarification on what my goals are and how uh, one way to, to accomplish that. Um, do you have anything that you want to part with, Ernestus? No, I mean, just to sum everything up, um, it, with mentorship, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, you can choose who you want to mentor you by uh, evaluating the individual and understanding who you are as a person and what you need. Um, you can go select that mentor or the mentor can select you. So it's just, you know, hey, it's like you said, no hard feelings. Um, I didn't get what I need from that individual. I'm going to go somewhere else. So. And Gilman's the red foreman. Of, of mentorship there. Is that me? <laughs> so if you've ever watched that 70s show, Red Foreman is a father, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, I, I'll share that off, uh, off, off tape exactly some of those details. But, you know, basically it's, you know, let me get to that moment where you get the idea that this is the way we need to go. I think, though, in the beginning of, of the mentorship session, the mentor should, like, honestly state what type of mentor they are. Just to set it off, it was like, if you're not going to, if, you know, if I'm not the type of mentor that you're looking for, then, you know. I, well, I think if somebody situation. comes to you, they've already looked at you and thought, I'm going to mm-hmm. go and ask for advice. I don't think, because I've never had a perfect stranger come to me and be like, hey, can you mentor me? You know what I mean? I think they've already been around me and they're like, hey, Sarah, I'm going to ask you a question. They already know. You know, it doesn't take long, too long to figure out the way that I am. So, Because, you know, I can come off harsh. I can come off and, and, and I, I'm, a, I'm a freaking sweetheart. But... You know, a lot of times you really are. I come across <laughs> I know you a are. very, very, you know, harsh individual. And I'm okay with that because then you just have to work a little bit harder to get to know me. But the point is, I think at that point, they already know what they're getting. And so if they're coming to me and asking me for mentorship. I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm tough love, right? They already know that. So like my members of my unit, I can guarantee you there's something like I cannot stand her. And there's something that I, like, I really love her right. because I will go through hell, hell, water to fight for them for to help them out. And so. Um, I think in, in that sense, they already know what to expect. You know what I mean? And so to a degree, right. And I, I fully agree, you know, uh, for those out there, don't get me wrong. Sergeant Bielman's got the heart of gold. I mean, you're, you definitely, um, one of those individuals that will go to the mat for anyone and everyone. Um, and, um, they usually know where they stand. Sometimes in leadership, they, they just know, Hey, that person's in a position. Um, and, and the piece I would add to that is, um, when someone asks me, Will you be my mentor? I always tell them that if you're willing to invest in yourself, I'm willing to invest in you. This is what I want you to do. I want you to connect here or get on my calendar. Two things. 
if you don't invest the time or if you don't make that effort, then this was a lip service. Doesn't mean that I won't get engaged or I won't follow up because I've had people say, hey, I want you to mentor me. I would love this. Get on my calendar. And then if they're not or if I can't handle it in that moment, right, get on my calendar. Um, and then I follow up later on. Hey, I haven't seen you in a little while. Said you want to talk. What's going on? You know, um, and, and make those investments. But ultimately, it is a relationship that we both have to be engaged in as a mentor mentee. And uh, we all invest a little bit of our time and development. And then, okay, from a leadership perspective or from a mentor perspective, finding what language is yours, honing it, defining it, developing it, uh, makes you either a good and effective mentor um, because you know what you can and can't do. You know, when you identify a lot of things, which uh, shows a lot of introspect, um, which is great uh, from a mentor perspective and from a leadership perspective is, you know, this is the box that I'm working with. This is what I can do. I know these are the areas I need to work on, but here's what's going on. And I would say that you're the same way, Ernestus. You know what tools you have uh, as a leader and you know what, um, what areas are your strengths. And you'll move people along as a mentor to other people. So yeah, and I, for my closing comment, I just want to say that um, I'm constantly looking for mentors without letting them know that they're mentoring me. Right. I'm one of those silent mentees. I really am. So like I'll I'll tell you a perfect example. Sam, um, Samantha, which is she's the one that's doing the podcast, right? So she doesn't know it, but you know, inadvertently she's mentoring me because she's very free spirited. She's um you know, very accepting. She's not, you, you don't see her coming off as standoffish or harsh with people, which is the complete opposite of me, right? But we get along great. Like we can yeah. sit there and have a, a conversation and, and crack up about just silly stuff. And there were days when I would be like, you know, you know, I need to be a little bit more, a little bit, just a little bit more lighthearted like she is. But I never told her that. I mean, obviously I'm telling her that now, but um, <laughs> I know. And so I think a lot of times, you know, with Without knowing, we're mentoring people. I think, and if we have something, and I think everybody has something good to offer. You know, everybody, even even the people that think, you know, I don't have anything. You're you're impacting somebody. You're mentoring somebody without knowing it. That's why a lot of times we have to be mindful of what we're doing and how we're carrying ourselves because somebody's looking up to you and somebody's going to mimic some of those things that you're doing, and they'll never tell you that. Good and bad. They're doing it exactly, and so. We're, we're imperfect beings, right? I'm incredibly imperfect and I try to put my best foot forward and I stumble a lot of times, but I always tell myself and I tell God when I pray, let me be a better version of myself today than I was yesterday because that's all I can do. And I go forth and try to do that. So thank you, Sam, for, you know, for the little mentorship sessions that we had. And uh, again, mentoring is, uh, is, is, an, is an, an ongoing thing. So thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation. And so Ernestus and Bielman, I really do appreciate you uh, sharing your insight, your thoughts on uh, mentorship. Uh, I think we could probably go on this for probably another hour if uh, we really had the time. And maybe we'll uh, we'll circle back some other time and do some more. But uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication. Right. Uh, your guys' roles as first sergeants is uh, is a challenging one. Right. You take on a lot of things. I think we've had conversations uh, as a group and individually where, you know, where my heart relies. I was a previous diamond wearer. Um, and I know what kind of uh, load that work is. Um, it's not necessarily administratively, but emotionally, there's a lot of work there. Um, you know, there's a lot of demand signals. There's a lot of um, service before self and sacrifice. So on behalf of uh, all of the gladiators out there, I want to tell you 
to specifically and to the other shirts out there. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for that dedication. Um, and thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, right? And gladiators out there, thank you for your dedication to the mission. Thank you for all that you do uh, in our domain and uh, with our airmen. Um, and then uh, always remember, stab our enemies in the face through cyberspace. That's right. That's right. <laughs>